as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know Her Story. Welcome everyone to Transcend with M. Know Her Story. In this week's episode, we have Leanne Sanderson. Leanne actually grew up in Southwest Minnesota and moved to Oklahoma with her girls seven years ago. She has three beautiful girls and she has been navigating raising a family on her own and creating a fulfilling career uh, for the past seven years. Her North Star has been gratitude. Her passion is fueled by building relationships, using empathy, creativity, and authenticity to lead, nurture, and to hold herself and others accountable. She has a reputation for creative ideas, problem resolution, and being a culture champion, which has led her to her current role as an executive for one general agency as their director of communications and culture in Oklahoma City. I know you are going to enjoy uh, the conversation with Leanne. She's definitely one of the most authentic individuals I've ever met, and she is amazing. Welcome, Leanne, to Transcend with M. Know Her Story. How are you? Great. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I appreciate you being here and your time, of course, because we're all very busy all the time. But it is my honor to have you here with us today. So, you. oh, you're very, very, very welcome. Um, so let's just start with the basics. Who is Leanne and uh, what's your story? Hey, well, um, my name is Leanne Sanderson. I grew up in the southwest corner of Minnesota on a farm family in a really tiny town of about 500 people. So everybody knows everybody, most everybody is related, you know, all that kind of thing. And then I moved to uh, Minneapolis, to the Twin Cities area and lived in the suburbs there. And that's really where my career sort of started. And I got married and I had a family and all that kind of fantastic stuff. And I really enjoyed what I was doing. And I think, you know, we, we talk a little bit um, here at least about what you're really good at, you know, that thing that you just are kind of a natural at. And for me, I kept gravitating towards these um, speaking and event planning roles. And so I started to kind of build that up in my career. I would take on those roles and that became my natural path. And so I really love that kind of work. And, and I had my own event planning business for a little while when my kids were young so that I could work from home for a while. Um, and then in 2009, I got divorced and I had three little girls at the time they were only three, eight and 11, I believe. Wow. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty little. And, um, 
I, you know, ventured off on my own. And, you know, that's a little bit scary, I guess, at the time. It is very scary. <laughs> yeah, but you do what you do what you got to do. And unfortunately, I worked for some really, I worked for a really great company and had a lot of support. And so I did that for quite a while. And then um, they restructured, you know, moved people around. And I was laid off in like the third round of these big layoffs. And I took a job sort of out of desperation at a medical company in Plymouth, Minnesota, which was about 50 miles from where I lived. So not only was it kind of a demanding work week, but there was also a lot of commuting, you know, on top mm-hmm. of that. And um, but I loved, I ended up loving the job, loved mm-hmm. the job of the people that I worked for and all of that. But, but um, you know, things had changed. My parents had gotten older and they were snowbirding, yeah. you know, living in Arizona during the winters. And I started to feel like there was more for me outside of Minnesota and that I should think about relocating, get out of those dark, cold winters. <laughs> and so we started to kind of look at places that we could go. We didn't know anybody that lived south to gravitate toward. And we ended up choosing Oklahoma as wow. our destination. Yeah. Um, and so people kind of laugh at that because they think, well, Oklahoma is not exactly your warm weather destination of choice. <laughs> but for us, it was kind of a natural thing. I think we felt drawn to Oklahoma for some mm-hmm. reason. It's a God thing. And um, it has a low cost of living. The people are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lots of jobs. And it was really the perfect fit for us. It had been billed as recession proof when we were doing our, our um, investigation, sort of mm-hmm. where we wanted to go. And we ended up here in 2013. So we've been Oklahoma residents now for about seven years. That's amazing. So tell me, how did you land it on insurance? Well, um, really, it's, it was kind of part of that whole move. So of yeah. course, I'm moving to Oklahoma City. So I was doing probably what everybody does when they move to Oklahoma City. I was looking at Devon and Chesapeake and all these big oil companies, you know, that tend to have a lot of employees. And then uh, sort of over cocktails with another woman in my life that I really respected and and was also a single mom. I said, you know, the problem that I have with the company I'm in now is that um, I'm in a box. You know, it's a huge company, HR cog. And based on my experience, my education, my whatever, I'm in this box. And so I'm making all of the money I could make in that box. So I get these Mm -hmm. raving job reviews, but then I get a bouquet of flowers because I couldn't have a raise. And I said to her that night, like, I need to find a company that is small, financially secure, growing, that pays for performance. And I wrote all that down in my journal that night when I got home. Yeah. The next day, through those automated job boards, Monster, whatever, yeah. um, there was a position that came through for an insurance company um, and it had all those same words that I had just written down. The job was not what, what they had defined it as was not really what I wanted. And the pay was too low for me. I was able to, I wrote him a letter and said, hey, I'm thinking about moving to Oklahoma. And th- this is what it really sounds like you're looking for. And this is what yeah. I can do. And here's the proof that I can do it. And I ended up having a fantastic conference call with them on a Friday. I had a Skype call with them on a Wednesday and had the job by Friday. And wow. I was living in Oklahoma. So I tell people this all the time that I, you know, I took a job for guys I'd never met. I leased a house I had never seen and moved my kids to a city I'd never lived. And um, like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that takes some courage. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So through all this transition, you know, you starting all over again, having to pick up the pieces, you know, raising three little girls, which are not girls, you know, little girls anymore. They're college and high school, right? Um, what helped you empower yourself to go through all of that? Or who helped you, right? Like what tools and who did have something to do with you making it? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think when you're um, a mother, you know, raising women, especially, I think there's a pressure to set an example for them. And so, you know, around our house, we had these little sayings that would say, be your uh -huh. own hero. And that's really something that we believe in. And mm -hmm. I would try to always show the girls, like, you can be scared, but you should do it anyway. Try anyway. Yeah. And so um, I think my girls were my biggest support system because yeah. they really wanted to make the move. They said, you know, we have a good life, but we want it to be great. And we want you to be happy and we want to be happy. And so they were really, they rallied around me and supported me. And even though I think they were a little bit scared, I mean, yeah. I didn't have very much support from the people I was, where I was moving away from, because I think they were just mm -hmm. scared, you know, that I was going to be losing my support system. Yeah. You know, my mother would ask like, what are you going to do if you get sick, if you're in a car accident and you don't know anybody, because mm -hmm. uh, we didn't know a single person here. And she True. said, you know, I just, she was so scared for me. Mm -hmm. So they were not, they were not excited <laughs> about the fact that I was moving so far away. And so I think, you know, you just, um, I think it was my kids and wanting to really yeah. show an example for them. And I think it was just faith, you know, that sort of blind faith where you feel like instead of saying, what if it doesn't work out, imagining in your own mind, what mm -hmm. if it and it did. had been that way. It has, yeah. you know, really been a fantastic move for us. The kids have really thrived. Uh, my career is fantastic. I work with a wonderful company. Yeah. And um, and I when once we got here, of course, we found a really so great support group in our church. They mm -hmm. were just you know, open arms. And of course, you come in, in contact with other women who are doing what you're doing. You know, they've they've already navigated some scary waters and they've already and, and so finding that support system of other women who really want to lift you up and see you succeed yeah. um, that was really helpful to me you know like like the women in the mastermind group that I'm in with uh, Sarah Bradshaw so yeah really fantastic that way awesome that's that's such an amazing story I am so happy for you and I am so proud of you too like you know, just thinking about it, um, it is a, it is a scary step, and yes. um, just you know, not only being able to do it but succeeding at it, it's it's you know, mm -hmm. you know, I bow to you. Good job. <laughs> so, what what has it what has it um or what does it mean to you being a woman, um, especially when you started surrounding yourself with, you know, a new community? Um, what did it mean to you being a woman in that community? And what did they mean to you? 
What was the last part of that question, Monica? What did they What did they meant to you being part of this community, new women, um, while you were, you know, trying to adapt? I think that you know having someone in your corner that you can call and say, "Hey, this is the situation that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, this is how I feel about it. Are mm -hmm. my I don't want to react emotionally. I want to make sure I think through this. Can you, and sometimes just yeah. hearing yourself talk through it, hearing yourself say, yeah. say it out loud is all you really need. Mm -hmm. And just have somebody, those women um, that were in my corner that would say, you know, I've either been where you are and you'll get mm -hmm. through it or, um, you know, what do you need? I'm here to help you, whatever it is, even if you just need to talk it through or whatever it might be. Um, and also just that validation that whatever it is that you were experiencing, um, that you had a right to it. You had a right to feel what you felt about it, um, whether you were scared or whether you felt really confident. And, and I think that is, that's the biggest thing is that if you can have a community of women around you that are willing to lift you up, because there can be competition amongst women too. I mean, yeah. Look, when you look at leadership roles in general, you know, not very many of them, a small percentage of them are held by women. And so of course there's competition amongst women. Um, but I think I have, have just been really, really fortunate to be surrounded by women who, who know that working together, mm -hmm. that we can kind of raise each other up and really dispel some of these goofy stereotypes that tend to hold women back. So from not having experience in insurance, moving to a new place, um, to now being director of communications, that journey, tell me a little bit more about it. Okay, so I went to work for one of the largest insurance aggregators in the country. And that's really where I started to kind of be introduced to the insurance world. And I would say that my skill set probably is something that I could transfer to a lot of different industries because what I do is, you know, culture building and employee engagement, mm -hmm. um, building, um, event planning, and um, all of those kinds of things. And now, of course, I manage all the communications. So anything that has the company's brand, anything that has the company's voice attached. Yeah. Um, and I think that that comes from you know, although it's insurance related, you can use that in, in any field. Any field. Mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that insurance and, and where I came from just had this incredible group of agents who mm -hmm. were excited to uh, be a part of that and to learn and to develop those relationships. And those relationships have been something that now I've been able to carry from there to my current role here at OGA. And um, so, even though I don't have a real depth of technical insurance knowledge, right. I have uh, enough knowledge about the industry and where it's going and what's important and the changes mm -hmm. that have happened over the last decade that I think I've learned enough to, to be helpful um, both in a leadership role and uh, amongst the employees and out in the in the world with the agents kind of trying to build those communities and offer solutions and, and find ways to help them. Give us a few seconds and we will be right back. 
How have you been, um, how do you think you have been able to transcend, not just with, you know, your skills, but as a woman, um, you know, not, not in the industry per se, but as a, as a person, as mm -hmm. a professional um, in this landscape? You know, I think that sometimes women tend to fall into the trap of thinking that they need to be something other than who they are in order to compete uh, with men for leadership roles and that kind of thing. And I feel like the thing that has been most valuable to me is authenticity and mm -hmm. gratitude. I mean, just what you see is what you get and um, just really being myself and being able to admit what I don't know and being willing to learn what I what I can learn and then and being thirsty for that kind of knowledge. And then I think just being grateful for the people mm -hmm. that I get to meet, for the opportunities that have come my way. Um, and having that that sense of optimism that the next thing is right around the corner and it's gonna yeah. be great too. Um, so I think I think that gratitude probably has been the biggest thing. I I feel like when you express gratitude, and I think, you know, the universe is on your side. And so when mm -hmm. you put out like that, it, they tend to come back to you. And right. I certainly feel like I've experienced that as I've been, you know, grateful for the relationships that I have built and, you know, grateful for the way that my kids have rallied around me, grateful for the way that my income has increased, grateful for the community I get to be a part of, the neighborhood that I live in, all of that kind of thing. I just feel like that all it all just comes back to you and tends to lift you up even higher. And then you just have even more to give. Yeah. And um, so I think for me, that's probably been the, the key because I really feel like it's just been, I've just been so incredibly blessed. Yeah. Not that it hasn't been hard work because believe me, <laughs> it is hard work. It is hard right? work. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to put in the work. Right. But there is just so much, so much to be said for that sort of belief that everything is going to work out and the gratitude for the people that are willing to help you get where you need to go. Yeah. I think you mentioned a couple of things that are really important. I think, you know, not just the gratitude and the hard work, but also giving back. I think, you know, you having that humble attitude and that humble mindset where like you are a leader that are that is a giver um you don't you're not trying to take and take and take you are giving more than what you are taking and you know when you received all of these blessings in return is because you have given your all at all times so that's your reward and i think it is it is extremely important to stress that because you have to give to receive. And I think having that mentality of gratitude is what actually gets you there. There is nothing else um, that matters most than expressing, you know, your gratefulness um, to everything that you know, you are accomplishing, that you are doing, that you are helping with. Um, that's, that is very, very powerful. Um, how about uh, obstacles? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's been a lot of hard work 
it's been incredibly, um, you know, engaging and incredibly rewarding, but that doesn't come without obstacles. As a woman, what obstacles have you faced um, that you think have shaped um, and have tested your, your courage and, 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 and position, right? Um, to, with yourself and, and as, a, as a leader. Well, I think as a woman, especially a, a single mom, um, you know, you really are constantly faced with that choice of, do I go home and cook dinner for my family, spend time with my family, or do I stay yeah. at work for this next couple hours and finish this project or, yeah. you know, try to get ahead of the next day. And so I think there's, that's always a pull. Um, so that was obviously a hurdle because you feel this great sense of accomplishment to build a career, but you also feel a great sense of guilt, like you're yeah. not doing what you should be doing on that side. And I think I just kind of had to come to this point where, you know, you hear a lot of talk about balance and balance just wasn't, it just wasn't doable. I mean, there were times when work was really demanding. And then there were times where I was, where family was really demanding. And so I never felt like I had balance, but I did feel like I had harmony. Mm. I did feel like it all just worked, you know, that there were times when one needed more attention than the other, but it never got to the point where it felt like it was unmanageable, but certainly that was, that was a hurdle. I think um, like all women, you kind of, we, we sort of have to overcome these stereotypes of, you know, being the only woman in the room and being asked to be the one to take the notes or set up the yeah. AV or to order the cookies or whatever. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think, you know, without being over sensitive to that kind of stuff, you still have to be, I think the ability to communicate that, you know, there's at least make it obvious that that's what's happening and point it out because I, I don't know that people are always aware that they're even doing it. It's a unconscious <laughs> bias. Um, so I think that probably was a little bit of a hurdle. The fact that I didn't have any insurance knowledge at some mm -hmm. points, um, I don't think it really ever held me back in the positions that I, uh, that I've carried, but I think that there is a, um, a sense, at least for women, yeah. that, and you've probably heard this from like, uh, you know, Cheryl Sandberg and some other people that when there's a, a job posting out there that if women don't have all of the qualifications, they won't apply where men right. will say two or three of those and they'll go ahead and apply. So I think kind of overcoming, um, overcoming that sort of lack of confidence, feeling like, oh, well, I don't have technical, that deep technical insurance knowledge. So maybe I shouldn't speak up. Maybe I shouldn't step up. I think, you know, overcoming that hurdle for sure. Um, that was a, that was probably a big thing for me. Um, and I think, you know, the, I think those are probably the biggies, um, just kind of overcoming those, those kinds of things in your life where you feel, uh, pulled yeah. between home and, and work and really trying to build something for yourself, build a career, build a reputation, build, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I, I feel like, you know, I've been really lucky that mm -hmm. I've been able to do that. I feel really fortunate that I've been able to do that and work for a company that sees it and appreciates it. And like you said, now I'm able to give back and mentor 
other women and young women that are coming into the workforce and, and even my own daughters as they are now starting to figure out what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's the reward, right? There's right. That's, that's amazing. Leanne, I think your your up, you know, your upcoming story is amazing. I think, you know, having the tenacity um, to do everything you've done, um, you know, mostly single-handedly, right? <laughs> it, it deserves, it deserves uh, some recognition. Um, and I think your story definitely will help many, many women out there that probably think that they can't do it, but they don't really know how much they're capable of doing. That's so true. That's so true. And, and, and I think that's like, if anybody were to take anything away from the things that I say, that's the one thing that I would want them to take away is that mm -hmm. there's never a right time. If you yeah. wait until all the pieces seem like they're going to fall in place, you wait until, oh, I got to get this next razor. I'm going to wait till my kids get a little older. I'm going to wait until this happens. Like there's just never a right time. So just start, you know, there's that quote out there that says you don't have to be um, great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Be great. <laughs> and I think that's, right. that's the big thing that I always want people to take away from our conversations is just that, just do it. Just right. take that leap because you will figure it out. You will figure it out from that confidence of just deciding that that's what you're going to do. You just, you will figure it out. Yeah, that's true. What, um, what is, it's your path? What uh, does Leanne want to be when she grows up? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm really super professionally, you know, just really, really happy where I, I am now. I am the director of culture and communications for an insurance wholesaler. And I get to do some really fantastic things here as far as our brand and our messaging and, and just employee engagement, process improvement, um, you know, conflict resolution and all of these great things where I get to help people. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that. I think if I were ever to describe my dream job, I would probably travel and speak publicly on behalf of some you know, do-gooder organization, <laughs> yeah. you know, some, some organization that does maybe nonprofit work or, you know, um, helps women or helps families or whatever that might be. I think having the ability to change people's perceptions um, with the communicated word, um, that would just be Mm -hmm. really fulfilling for me so if I if I were to describe my dream job that would probably be be it that I would get to travel around and, and speak in front of people about something that I think could improve their lives very nice very nice so I have five quick questions for you they're like okay. quick answers um, Rapid fire. okay are you ready I'm ready all right so what does transcending means to you I think transcending means um, being lifted up and overcoming, um, being uh, above um, where you even thought you could be, just um, having a different perspective, you know, seeing things from a different, from a different perspective. Nice. 
Now, one that is a little bit more fun than that and require a little bit, maybe less thinking. What's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food, steak. Steak, <laughs> nice. What do you like to listen to? What type of music do you enjoy? Instrumental or what, what type of musician are you? Yeah, you know, I think I have some wide variety, which I love in, in all parts of my life. But if I were to tell you what my radio presets were, I think I have a Christian station, a country station, a pop station. And those are the ones that I tend to kind of rotate through. Although on that Saturdays when I come to work, um, there's a crew that's here and they listen to um, a Mexican radio station. I've really grown fond of that music. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I I do have the Christian station too. Um, usually uh, I haven't commuted in a while, but that was like my commuter uh, music in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I, I needed a little bit of a pick me up. <laughs> so I will listen to pop in the afternoon. So that's, that's pretty nice. Um, any favorite book overall or any book that you have learned in the past like month or so that have, made an impact on you? You know, um, in the last month or so, I can't say that I've finished any, any particular book, but I really enjoy all of the Brene Brown books. Mm -hmm. I think, that, you know, her messages are really powerful and just so authentic yeah. and, and well said. Um, there was a book several years ago that, that I would say was probably life-changing for me, and it has been re- mastered or whatever they call it. It's, it's been republished and, and changed up a little bit for the times, um, but it was called Simple Abundance and it was by an author named Sarah, Sarah Von Brettnock. And years ago when my when I was pregnant with my daughter who's now 20, um, that's when I got turned on to that book. And that was really when I understood um, how powerful gratitude can really be. So I love that book and I'd recommend that one to anybody. Wow. Well, it did have a big impact because look what you're doing today. Right? Yes, That's amazing. And then mm -hmm. final, but not least important, who is your favorite woman influencer? You just mentioned Brene Brown. So I know she's one of them, mm -hmm. but who else? Um, I think, although it sounds kind of cliche, I would say, you know, Oprah, how can you like not look at her and all that she has done for people and her humanitarian efforts, her, you know, all the schools that she's built, all the philanthropy and just, just her general messaging about living your best life and bringing all these tools, using her platform to bring all these tools to mm -hmm. really probably change the way that so many women saw themselves and, and what was possible for them. So, you know, I, I think that she's, She's pretty amazing. And her story is incredible too. I mean, she comes from nothing. Yeah. And she has been able to create this platform to help other women believe more on themselves because that's basically the bottom line, right? It's you got to mm -hmm. believe in yourself and you got to make it happen. Yeah. Um, One of the things I love about what she says is just that, you know, um, because of the way that she gives back and how open she is with doing that. Um, she has a life that is bigger than she could have ever imagined for herself. Mm -hmm. Far 
anything she could have possibly imagined for herself. That's I love that. Yeah. 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 Well, Leanne, thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful uh, that you took uh, out of your day, out of your time, out of your busy schedule to be here, to share your story, um, to share it with me. Um, and I can, I have to give Sarah a shout out. She sent her hellos. Um, I talked to her earlier today. Um, and I am, I am so grateful that I was given the opportunity to join, um, your network, this network of women that are amazing and are teaching me so, so much. Um, so I cannot appreciate more what you do just for everyone and for your time, mostly for your time. <laughs> it was a pleasure to, to get to, to visit with you and learn a little bit about you too. And, and thanks for all you're doing and, you know, to get the messages out and help women to lift each other up. Thank you so much. I Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another, you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you. Because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at the, our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at TranscendWithM. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani. And I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoy this episode and I'll see you next week.